Mac Power Users, episode 376, Wrangling Notifications. Welcome back to another episode of the Mac Power Users podcast. I'm Katie Floyd alongside my pal, David Sparks. Hello, David. Hello, Katie Floyd. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Feeling better? You recovered from your cold and your travel? <laughs> I don't know that I've quite recovered yet, but I, I am on the way. Things things are things are looking up. My voice has recovered a little bit. Um, and it's a good thing, too, because um, we have the dulcet tones of Relay FM co-founder Mike Hurley himself joining us on the podcast. How are you, Mike? I'm very well, Mac Powell uses. Thank you so much for having me. I, I just want you to know, uh, Mike, that in honor of your London presence, I am wearing mm-hmm. a top hat for the entire show today. Oh, wow. Where did yeah. you get that? And, and a monocle, right? <laughs> no, my monocle doesn't work. My Both of my eyes are so bad now, monocle's not, not going to cut it for me anymore. Got old. Top hat looks pretty good, though. Maybe I should put a neck scarf on, too. I'll do that at the break. Okay. An well, ascot, surely. Yes, yes. Hey, Mike, you know, the reason we wanted you on is because every time I'm around you, uh, you tell me about your crazy madness about how you handle notifications mm-hmm. and we're going to get to how you do it. But this is a, this is really a, a show that we need to do because this is a problem that a lot of people have. I mean, you know, notifications are troublesome and, and I think, you know, <laughs> it's, I think every app that you put on your phone thinks it, it is a special snowflake, right? <laughs> that is the problem, right? I think that's where this whole mess comes from, is that there are far too many applications that believe they should have notifications, right? That, that, that's where the problem begins. And, and they want notifications for the most trivial of things. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and when I, I was reading, uh, when I think it was when the Apple Watch came out, everybody was uh, some of the the tech press for like the New York Times and some of these big big uh, publications were saying, "Oh, it's a great device, but it, it notifies you too much." And it made me realize that that really the low hanging fruit for a lot of even power users is uh, is fixing notifications. Um, uh, this is a problem. The, the apps do notify you too much. Uh, as soon as Apple put that system in place, everybody started abusing it. But the good news is, uh, number one, there's a way to manage that, that the, the applications or the software, the operating systems does give you a way to be very granular with the notifications. Uh, so we want to talk about mechanically how, how everybody can fix the notification problem. And secondly, I think we should, we all have kind of different philosophies about it, but we should share a few thoughts about what is a good notification strategy. Kitty gets notifications for everything, right? No, I mean, like you're, you probably no. got three while we've been recording. <laughs> I get notifications for almost nothing. In fact, nothing bothers me. Well, many things bother me more, but very few things on iOS bother me more than an app that abuses its notification privileges. In fact, I was so disheartened this week um, that Lyft, who was supposed to be our great savior for <laughs> ride sharing services, was spamming me with notifications about, um, you know, special promos. And, you know, of course, I want notifications turned on for Lyft because I need to know when my ride's close and those types of things. And then I looked at it and it's like it was like five times this week. It gave me a notification about, Mm. you know, getting a a $10 pass for something. And I'm like, really? You're about to lose your privileges, mister, because I'm not standing for that. 
In fact, I think there's some App Store rules against that, aren't there? There are, yeah, but nobody nobody follows them, and they're not enforced by anyone, right? There is a rule that, like, you cannot use them for promotions like this. You, you cannot use them for advertising, um, but it seems to be one of the least enforced uh, App Store review guideline policies. I think because it's probably so hard to police, right? Because this isn't necessarily something that's going to show up during the review process. Right. And some of the companies that will do this the most are these companies like Lyft and, and, and such that are then hard to really remove. You know, like they have to kind of do something super bad for Apple to want to get rid of them. Or, or, or it may just get you a meeting with Tim Cook. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but I, look, I have a super important question. Um, now, Katie, when you looked at your Lyft notification and you said you're in trouble, mister, did you, did you verbalize it or did you actually think in your head the word mister? <laughs> well, it has a mustache, right? So it's a mister. So, but you did think it, right? I did think it. Yes. I'm like, you are in trouble. You, you're about to lose your privileges. Katie Floyd, you're perfect. Yeah. Never change. Never change. <laughs> I really like that. Like, well, yeah, of course it makes sense that it's a mister because it has a mustache. I mean, it's I pink, but it's got a mustache, so. Yeah. All right. And, well, and you know, um, honestly, I thought about calling Jean McDonald and saying, Jean, is there something you can do about this? So, yeah, she's Jean, a driver, so Jean, obviously she can fix that. She can. So, Jean, if you're listening, could you get on that, please? <laughs> I don't think there's anything that Jean can't do, so. Yeah, Jean can fix the world. In fact, she is slowly mm-hmm. fixing it one one girl at a time with uh, App Camp for mm-hmm. Girls, by the way, which always deserves a plug. So thank you, Jean. Uh, but anyway, back to... Oh, oh, can we add something to that, Katie? Can we just give... Um, uh, I, I want to talk about uh, our friends over at MacPaw. They sponsored the uh, event we did back in Chicago. Yes. We, yeah. we, had, some, we had some extra money and uh, we, we were able to come in under budget. Hey, so if you ever want to sponsor something we do in the future, just to let you know, we, we're capable of doing it under budget. So we said, hey, we want to send some money back to you, and they said, no, give it to App Camp. Those MacPaw guys are great. And when we do have to say that one of the big reasons we were under budget was because Mike at Harvest Media gave us an amazing deal on our amazing T-shirts. Yeah. So it's really because of MacPaw and Mike at Harvest Media, and we they said give that money to App Camp. And, so, uh, and to the Mac Power users listeners, we, we – cut a check to to app camp this week so thank you so much for that but anyway we're talking about notifications right right and uh, apple has gone whole hog on notifications we got them on the mac the ipad the iphone and the watch uh so i thought we'd just start with the biggest product let's start with the mac so let's talk a little bit about the um, the logistics of notifications on the Mac. There are a couple of different styles of notifications on the Mac. There's um, app, there's notification banners, there are notification alerts, and there are notification badges. Um, and then there's also the notification center. So different ways that you can receive notifications on the Mac. Well, and th- this has really evolved since we started the show. I mean. Um, uh, they, you know, notifications, I think really were primarily a mobile thing. And then, boy, I don't remember which version of Mac OS it came out with, but it was within the last two or three iterations that they really got serious about it. And we're all kind of used to seeing the now the little thing slide in from the right side of the screen. I think that the initial offender is Apple Mail, if you're using Apple Mail, because by default, they've got all this stuff turned on. So every time you get a Viagra ad in your inbox, uh, it slides a little banner across the screen. So banners, as you were mentioning, David, are those, they pop up on the screen, they slide across the top and the top upper right of the screen, um, and they're there for a few seconds and then they disappear. So that is a a banner. 
and contrast that with a notification alert. An alert alert is is basically a static image that pops up across the screen. Um, it's a kind of a, a button, if you will, but it stays there until you act upon it. So alerts are going to be um, for for more important things, things that you maybe need to take action on, or something that you really want to be notified about and you don't want to dismiss, or you want to make sure that you've seen it because you can miss a banner. Yeah, like it, so it it will pester you. It stays on the screen until you do something about it. And, and then there's b- badges, which are you know the traditional badge. They they add a little circle to the icon and let you know there's something going on. Now, I don't think badges, I know that this is something that they pulled over from iOS, but I don't think badges make any sense on, on Mac OS because have you ever really seen a badge on Mac OS? I, I mean, I probably have most of them turned off, but I think badges make a lot of sense when you're looking at your home screen on iOS, but I don't know that I've ever seen a badge on Mac OS. Well, I, I think badges really, I mean, the history of it, I think goes back even before the iPhone, there was badges on the Apple mail icon for a mail count. And, All right, that's um, probably the only place I've seen them. But and so there's always this, you know, thought of, you know, does that make sense? I find it uh, annoying. You know, I mean, I, I think a general theme that we could all agree on is that notifications are a huge distraction. I mean, maybe that's what we should start with. I mean, why are notifications a bad thing? It's real easy. Uh, working is hard, and keeping focus is hard, and anything that can come tap your shoulder anytime it wants and make you listen to it. Uh, is an interruption to that process. Um, I, I know there's studies out there that say it takes 30 minutes every time you get a phone call to get back your brain back to where it was before the phone call. And I, I know it's all kind of like uh, wishy-washy in terms of well, what is the real interruption. I think it depends on the person. But I can say from my own experience, when someone interrupts me or some computer interrupts me and I'm focused on something, it does take me a not insignificant amount of time to get back to where I was. Do you guys experience that? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think that's one of the reasons why I've tried so hard to completely eliminate all but the most necessary um, notifications from my life. And like email is a good example. I think this goes back to show number one with Mac power users. But that's true. When you get distracted, if you get a, a notification on your Mac that says you just got an email from Mike, you know, and Mike is an important guy in my life. And I probably want to read that email from Mike, but I, I was working. But so I click on it. Then it opens up the email inbox and maybe I respond to Mike and read his email. And then maybe I see there's also an email from Katie. And then also I see there's an email from, you know, REI and I got some new pants coming. And then suddenly I'm off to the races and whatever I was doing before has completely lost focus for me. And, um, you know, even important people's email can wait. Now, I will have to say at this point, David, that I will cause horror in the, the listeners to the point that they will even wonder why I have been invited onto this episode discussing notifications, that I have notifications on for all of my email. Yeah, well, that's why you're Mike, here. it's been great talking to you. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us, and we'll talk to you next time. I'm no, never no, going to come mean, back. I, I think, They're never going to let me back. I've heard you talk about this, and that's why you're here. I want, some, I want, I want to hear about this stuff. So well, in fact, my, you've opened my, the door, Mike. So explain to us why you're getting right. a notification. Let me, ex- let me change, see if I can explain myself. So, I uh, the company that I run, quite a lot of the the work that I do is time sensitive. You know, I, I'm I'm either dealing with requests uh, from people that I work with or requests from people that I work for, and there can be an element 
of dealing with companies for money for other people, right? Which is a, which is a big part of my job, which is sponsorships, right? So yeah. finding sponsors for the shows that we have on the network. And when somebody wants to give me money or a show money, I want to be able to make sure that I can deal with requests like that as quickly as possible. So I, I keep notifications on for my email for a lot of that kind of stuff to make sure that I'm receiving emails quickly i also like to be able to respond to people in a, in a timely fashion but what i am good at and what i have become good at is you know i i can guess from a subject line if this is something that i need to jump into and i only ever jump into the stuff that that i really need to one of the other things that has become important for me and one of the the, the main reasons that i keep these alerts on is because my notifications allow me to triage my email so I see the email come in. It's something. It's some message that I'm not interested in. I just type archive on my watch and I get back to what I was doing. And then the rest of the stuff is either like, yep, I know I can deal with that later or, oh no, I want to deal with that now. So there is an element in this of self-control and restraint and knowing the types of things that I want to jump into. But it is this requirement for me to want to be able to make sure that I'm responding to things quickly, plus the ability of then, there, there are little things, there's, there are a few things in this world that I hate more than opening my email inbox and seeing 70 messages in it. So the ability to be able to triage my email all day via hitting the archive button on my notification is also something that I really value. Okay, but why haven't you like used... Um, you know, some sort of filtering system, whether it's VIPs or something in Google or some way to say, I want to see notifications for emails from key hosts or key sponsors. I mean, why are you getting all of that? A lot of the time, um, it may be people that I've never spoken to before that want to give me money. Right. And, and also with a lot of the companies that we work with, the individuals change. So I can be, you know, I can have my most valued client could actually end up having a different person working on them today because that's another team, another person in the marketing team, maybe somebody I've never heard from before. And so I tried a lot of that and to see if VIPs could work for me, but I was still not picking up the amount of emails that I wanted to be able to pick up within the timeliness that I was looking for. And because the way my life works and the way that I have this, I only ever really open my email when there's an email that I want to go and look at. Like, I don't have a habit of opening my email X amount of times a day to check what's in my inbox because I always have a pretty good sense of what's in there. Well, that's the alternative is uh, turn off all the crazy notifications and just go in there every couple hours and just check up. So yeah, that is the way that most people do it. It's the way that most people should do it because you have to be a, you have to be content to run your email in the way that I do. Uh, but I have been doing this now for many years, and it and it is a system that works for me. It isn't necessarily a system that I would recommend for most people, though, honestly, because most if I look at my partner's email. If she had notifications on for all of her email, I don't know if it would stop. Like she's subscribed to like a million marketing mailing lists and she likes that. Like she likes to go through that. But like, I think she would just be getting notifications all day, every day where I, I'm not so bad. I, I maybe get like 20 emails, 30 emails a day. It's not, it's not too bad. 
Are, are you doing something to filter at your email? I mean, how are you only getting 20 or 30 emails a day? I mean, just existing and having an active email address usually gets you 100. <laughs> I, I'm very diligent about, about unsubscribing to things, and I don't subscribe to stuff. Like, I, don't, I, I, am a, I do not get offers for anything. Like this is not a thing that that I do in my life. And if uh, if I get signed up to a mailing list, I I use Airmail and I have a swipe action so I can just unsubscribe from the mailing list. Like it, this because I choose to live my life in this way. If the way that I get email and the way that I'm notified about it, marketing and marketing communications are not really a thing that I allow to come into my inbox. So we just use Unroll Me to take care of all that. yes if you're you're listening don't don't use unroll me that's a terrible idea (laughs) if you don't know the story behind it um well that that, now mike and and i'm sorry to go down this rabbit hole with you but the um and and when we said this was a notification show we meant this was an email show no, no, but this is emails in relation to notifications. And uh, so it's, is it just your, like, your, your relay account or is it your personal account too? Or, I mean, it's everything. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know what's more impressive that, or I'm not sure impressive, more astounding that you're getting a notification for everything or you're only getting 30 emails a day. Mike, how many emails are in your inbox right now? Okay, hang on. Let me go look. Um, six. Hmm. Okay. Three of those are more than a month old because they're there because I need them there for later. I oh, also you, have you a thing. Oh, oh now me. we have another discussion. To- <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. So let me, the, the three that I've got in there is one is for an event coming up later on. One is a question that I don't want to answer for somebody yet, but I will. Well, that's just uh, delete. And the, the no, but it's 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 a friend. Uh, the other is uh, something that my accountant needs me to do. And uh, but they're not with with set time. I know, I know, I know. I'm pretty good at adding things to my to do list, but every now and then stuff stays in my email inbox. Email inbox as a form of to do is something that I kind of can understand, especially because I'll say this because I know that you guys are just like dying now. Uh, I never have more emails in my inbox than what can fit on my iPhone screen. I, I just don't, I'm baffled. I mean, I'm just thinking about the amount of email we get just from feedback for this show. I mean, just, just take the listeners that want to drop us a note and my phone would be going off all day with notifications. Right. I don't know. But here's the thing. My, the listeners to the most of the shows that I'm on know that I don't really like to get email. So they communicate with me in other methods. I do not get a lot of follow-up email. It comes through either via tweets or via questions with hashtags or for, for a show like Cortex, uh, it all happens in our Reddit thread because people know that like email is just not a place that I like to receive follow-up. And if they want to get to me, there are, there are better ways to do that. And my listeners take advantage of that, which I'm very, very grateful for all of them for doing. Maybe we've, we've just poorly trained people, David. Maybe that's our problem. I- I think I am either <laughs> I'm either outraged with you, Mike, or I'm super impressed, and I I honestly don't know which one it is right now. <laughs> you know, because this thing, right? You will never hear me say on a show, email me with your follow up. Like I just never, never would do that. Um, and the thing is, like you guys have been doing this for so long now that like email as a formal follow up is just something that's part of the show. Um, 
but, but I don't do that. And luckily, I have some some of my co-hosts, like Stephen. Stephen receives all of the email for Connected because he knows that if it's coming from me, then it, it may not get uh, it may not get included into the show. But I do know now that if I just have a pleasant thought in the middle of the day and I just email it to my friend Mike, I know he's going to read it right away. So, Well, not now, Dave. Now I'm going to archive it because I know you're doing it to troll me. But prior to this, you will have gotten nice emails back from me. All right. And, and, you, and, you, and you let slip in there that you're getting a lot of these alerts on your watch and we'll get to that. Yeah. So, but let's get back to the Mac for a second because that, sorry, I just got a little sidetracked there. <laughs> We had to get this out of the way, right? Because otherwise I was going to be holding on to it. This week, the Mac Power Users is sponsored by MindNode. I love MindNode. It's a mind mapping application for the iPhone, the Mac, and the iPad. And the thing I love about it is it's my secret weapon. Whenever I'm thinking about starting a new project, I open a MindNode for it. The application's on every device I use, and it's really easy to use. In fact, it's so easy I did a bunch of screencasts on it that you can go watch showing you all the tricks. But the simple fact is it really doesn't take much time to figure this out. I've been hearing from listeners who are on the MindNode train now, and they all have the same feedback how easy it is to use this application. But it's more than that. Having a place you can drop ideas when you're planning a project is super useful. I find one of the best ways to solve a problem is to set it aside for a few hours or even maybe a night's sleep, and I always find that the solution comes to me. Using MindNode is a way that I kind of stick a pen in these issues as they come up in my life. I tinker with the project outlined and resources and ideas for a while, then I set it aside, and then I come back, and I can magically fill in a few more blanks, and then I do the same thing. At some point, I get the project pretty well developed, and then I can start working on it, whether it's writing a book or doing a screencast or anything. In fact, I was reading about somebody who used MyNode to plan their wedding. But the fundamental idea behind MyNode was for the developers to create an app that gets out of your way and let your brain do this hard work. And they really deliver the goods on it. And it's not easy to make an application that's easy to use and powerful. But these guys managed to pull it off. So I want you to go check it out at MyNode.com. There's some screencasts there that I did. They've got some great articles at MyNode.com news about interesting ways people have been using the application. But at the end of the day, MyNode is just a great tool to help you plan things. We could all get better at this stuff. And I think MyNode can really make a difference. Head over to mindnode.com and let them know you heard about it on the Mac Power Users. All right. So let's let's talk a little bit. Um, if, if David, if you can stay on topic for a little while. I'm okay now. We're, Sorry. we're good. All right. Sorry. Let, let's talk about notifications on the Mac. I, I breathed into a paper bag. I'm good. <laughs> notifications <laughs> that aren't email or could be, but let's just say for purposes of this conversation, aren't email related on on the Mac. Um. So we talked a little bit about the different types of, of notifications that you can get. Um, there is a whole notification system preference pane um, that is on the Mac where you can manage a lot of these notifications. And I get my guess is most Mac power users are probably aware that this exists. And um, one of the first things I do when I customize a new Mac is I go into that system preference pane and I pretty much turn everything off. Um, there are a few things that that I let slip through, but um, uh, pretty much everything I turn off, I, I don't want things, to, I really don't want things displayed on my lock screen because that is, you know, potential security uh, breach as well if you've got notifications displayed on your lock screen. So I think you want to be very, very careful what notifications you display on your lock screen. Um, 
And then I'll tell you, I do use Notification Center on iOS, but I don't use it much on the Mac. Do do you guys like to go back and see? I mean, do you even care what notifications popped up on your Mac and Notification Center? No. No, I really don't. Notification Center for me on the Mac is usually this thing that I open every now and then and just clear out the weeks and weeks of notifications that have accumulated in there. Um for me, like, I mean, pre- previous listeners to the show may require I was on before talking about my major switch to iOS for the majority of work that I do. And because I tend to work this way, really, I, I don't I don't have a lot of notifications that come for me via the Mac anyway. Um, because when I'm at my Mac, I very frequently will have it in Do Not Disturb or I just will see notifications from very few applications because when I'm sitting here, I am either recording a podcast or, or, or editing a podcast. That tends to be like 90% of the stuff that I would do whilst, whilst sitting down at my Mac. So for me, I have very, very few applications that I will deem to have uh, notifications on my Mac for just because it tends to just be stuff that is pretty much critical. Yeah, well, I mean, so Mike, the way you use your um, Mac is has really evolved into more of a recording appliance than mm-hmm. a computer. Um, yeah, it's like getting notifications on my microphone. That wouldn't make any sense, right? Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like that for me. I get that. I actually do spend a lot of time, particularly at my iMac, and I work at it hours a day. So there are certain ways I do like notifications, and we we didn't really talk about it, but to to there's a lot of ways to modify your notifications. The way I do is. You swipe in with two fingers from the right side on your trackpad or whatever, and that gets you the notification center. And there's a little gear icon in the lower right corner. And and one of the themes of today is I want everybody listening to the show to actually stop and click on that gear icon. And we're going to tell you to do the same thing on your iPad and your iPhone too, because uh, this is it's when I when I said low hanging fruit earlier, what I meant was this is something you can really change your computing experience if you spend ten minutes just fixing this. Um, and, and, you know, despite the fact that, you know, some people get all their email notifications, a lot of us don't want that many. So you, you can really adjust these things. And, and on the Mac, Katie's absolutely right. The Mac is not a mobile platform and it's not necessarily the best place to get notifications, but you can. And, and I use it. Um, uh, there's several things I do with it. Uh, one of the things I do, which is almost sounds like Mike's, uh, getting notifications, all his email is is sometimes I am uh, I'm increasingly using Slack at places that I make money with. You know, I have a Slack channel for the people that help me out with my various businesses. I'm in the Slack channel for Relay and some of the other things I do. And I'm not good at always going in and checking it every day. Whereas I've I've developed a habit over the years of going and checking email two or three times a day. If I'm not given a kick, I may not open Slack on some days where other days I'll be in it all day. Um, so I'm getting notifications on Slack on my Mac these days. Yeah, but surely you're only getting them for messages or name mentions, right? You're exactly, exactly. Okay. Which isn't that many. Maybe it's you know four or five a day. And when you uh, were saying you were like me, I was worried you were getting them for all, no, like all conversations, which you yeah. can do. Which <laughs> like I think everybody the first time they use Slack, especially if they're in a small team, most people tend to set it up that way, um, and then it can quickly devolve into mayhem. Yeah, and I don't think Slack is, I didn't make any changes to this. So that was the Slack default and good on them 
for for being sane about the way they implemented the notification. Some developers yeah. want you to get a notification for everything. I really like um, Slack's default. And I, I, I really like that they have... It's, it's not just when people um, send you a message or mention your Slack user handle with an at symbol. It's also for mentions of what you define to be your first name. You can also set that up as well, which I really, really like. Or just for any trigger word. And I think that that is such a great way to deal with something like Slack because people might say that might just say Mike, right? And a lot of those times that they would tend to, they may be asking me a question. And and I think that that is a really, really great way of doing it. Katie, any apps in particular that you like to get notifications on your Mac? Yeah, I actually have a few because like you, David, I tend to sit at a Mac all day long. I've, I've got a Mac at the office, I've got a Mac at home, and that's where I do my work. So I have a few notifications that, that I let come through. Um, I use the battery app Fruit Juice, which reminds me when to plug and unplug my Mac to make sure that I'm, I'm keeping my laptop battery healthy. So I have notifications turned on for that so that it will pop up reminders telling me that, hey, you've been plugged in for a while, you might want to unplug. And um, here, here's a tip, by the way, for that. I actually have um, my Mac when it's at my desk plugged into a um, a Wemo switch um, underneath my desk. So instead of I can keep everything plugged in and I can just um, toggle and, and untoggle the, the Wemo switch. Uh, and I actually have that set where for a number of hours during the night, um, the Wemo switch will unplug and and so that my Mac won't be on battery all day long. And then it will... Oh, you are so smart, Katie Floyd. That is a life hack right there. That's awesome. And it it plugs itself back in, I think, at like 4 a.m. or maybe 3 a.m. so that by by the time I'm up at 6, that it's all charged up and ready to go. Yeah, so you get your like two hours on battery. Do you have a way on the Mac to toggle the Wemo switch, or are you doing that? I'm I'm doing that on through the iOS app on the Wemo switch. Okay, uh, on the Wemo iOS app. Now the problem that you run into is that the Mac may go to sleep, so it's not actually discharging all that much. Yeah, I was just thinking. I was saying if it's uh, if it's not if the lid is closed, it's probably not using much battery when the power goes off. Right. So you can pro- you program a little keyboard maestro feng shui there to, um, you know, to Apple Script to to wake the Mac up and keep it awake. Another way to do it would be to say, well, just turn it off in the afternoon for a couple hours while you're working on it mm-hmm. without thinking about it. Well, the, but um, I don't always work on my laptop in the afternoon. Sometimes I'm at my desktop in the office. But, yeah, those are other things to do. And you could also, uh, with, with the Don't Wemo switch, you can also tell your Amazon Echo to turn the power off. That would be kind of fun. You can, yep. But anyway, we digress. Um other other things that I keep notification on, um, Do app. I have the Do app. Um, I use it primarily on my iPhone, but I also keep the one loaded on the Mac. And I want notifications on that. Um, OmniFocus. Because yeah, Do items, you really want to get notified. Yeah. OmniFocus, yeah. I'm going to want to know about. Um, Carbon Copy Cloner, I keep notifications coming through because I want to know that I don't accidentally grab my Mac and go. Um, if a if a hard drive is running a backup or something like that, I don't want to unplug while it's, while it's doing its thing. Uh, let's see. Hazel, I have some, sometimes when rules are run, but you can specify that in Hazel. I'll have it kick off a notification. Yeah, Hazel can be a problem if you, uh, I mean, I, Hazel was running for me so often that if I turn on just notifications across the board, that my window just becomes a, just a long list of Hazel rules. So 
I've generally got that turned off. Right. But you can set a, a setting and a hazel rule, an action and a hazel rule to, to kick off a notification. It, it, as opposed to having it do all of them. Correct? Right. Right. Um, and then I have quite a few card, a couple of cards in Apple Pay um, that I will have it give me notifications if those cards are used. Um, a couple that I use, um, uh, several of the ones Kenny use I use as well, but uh, a couple I use is, is ScreenFlow is an app I'm constantly working in. I do a lot of, of screencast production. And a lot of times I'll be working on a big file. And when I do the render, when it renders the file out to the video file, uh, depending on the format I'm putting into, it can take quite a while to do the render. And because I'm very flighty, I, I just, you know, minimize the window and go on to work and I'll forget that I'm rendering. And, um, you know, if I'm on a deadline or if I'm trying to get something to somebody and, and suddenly I realize the video has been sitting in a folder ready for me to send it for, you know, five hours and I just didn't bother. Uh, so I have a notification to, to notify me when it completes its exports. Um, the, um, I, I had used the, uh, the photo sharing notifications, um, but my family has lost the privilege because they've been become way too abusive about <laughs> too much, sharing. right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's I, way too much. I, I feel like I taught, I, I created a monster with photo sharing in the sparks family in the greater sparks family at this point. So that that's all gone, you know, took, took that out. Uh, but, but I think you should always be thinking about this stuff. You know, what can, what makes the cut, what doesn't make the cut. Um, and, and it, it doesn't hurt to look at that list. Click the gear icon, go in there and see uh, what is truly worthy to you. You don't want a bunch of notifications uh, interrupting you. You don't want to open the notifications window and see, in essence, you know, sc- you know, linear feet of spam messages there that you're not going to be looking at. Uh, but this stuff can be helpful. I mean, if you're using your Mac to get work done on, um, uh, you know, the calendar notifications, I think are great. I have notifications before every call I make and Me all too. the stuff I do. And, and when people find when I call somebody exactly at the minute I said I'd call them, it's because I have these notifications running. Are you a at time of event or time before? Kind of, kind of person? Uh, usually I do both. I mean, right. what well, it just depends. Um, a lot of times I do a lot of, for the, for the legal stuff, I do a lot of preparation before I call people quite often. I'll need to read stuff and, and maybe I'll have a notification an hour before, or that may be a separate event kind of depending, but then that's another uh, trap you can fall into. If you have a, a long prep time, uh, you get so busy reading the contract that you're going to have this call about that the time comes and goes for the call. So I need a separate notification. One one tip you want to be careful of is if you have several apps on your phone or on your Mac that do the same thing, like for example, I have Apple's calendar app, I have BusyCal, and I have Fantastical, you want to make sure that you only have notifications typically turned on for one of them, because otherwise you'll get duplicate notifications for many, many things. So for example, BusyCal has its own separate notification system that I actually like better than Apple's notification system because it will allow you to snooze something for like five minutes before start. So I really like that because a lot of times I will, um, I'll get a notification, you know, 30 minutes before a, a phone call or something that will be my cue of, okay, I need to get ready. I need to prep for this. And then like you, David, I'll snooze it for like two minutes before the start time, because then that will be my reminder to actually pick up the phone and call. Um, on the Mac, another thing you can do in the notification center is they have a do not disturb button and nothing wrong with that. So it's at the very top of the notification center. Sometimes you have to scroll to see it. It doesn't necessarily show up immediately. 
So just scroll down and click do not disturb and it does exactly what it says on the 10. You turn it on and then a notification stop. As I understand it, and I, I don't know this for certain, um, it it will return itself back on the following day. It's midnight, I think. Because uh, I know this because uh, <laughs> of the weird hours that I keep. Sometimes I'm recording at that time of day and uh, then all of my notifications just fill up the screen. Um, as they've come back on again, and you turn it back on again at midnight. For me on the Mac, I, I really don't have um, a lot of things taken care of. Um, so, like, I I typically will have my messages, you know, messages.app, uh, Slack, email, and Toggle, which is my time tracking service. They're basically the only applications that I use of any frequency that have the ability to send me a notification on the Mac. Like when I look through my preference pane, there's a bunch of stuff on there that never sends notifications, but it, they're on, right? Like something like uh, Logic, which is the audio editing app that I use. It never sends me notifications, but for some reason, Apple has set it with the ability that it could do so. Yeah. Well, that makes that makes sense. It really is. I mean, we almost should do a show with you someday to talk about how you've made this transition, basically off the Mac into iOS. But but with WWDC coming up, I would rather wait until we see what we get. Fingers crossed. Something's crossed. I don't know. Man. <laughs> Losing patience here. Um, but yeah. but anyway, so 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 making adjustments to this stuff. You you go. You hit the gear icon, notification center, or you can access the notification preferences and the rest of the preferences screen on your Mac. And when you open it up, it's got a long scrolling list of all the apps on your Mac capable of sending you notifications. And you will be shocked how many apps are in there because there, there's a lot. Um, and uh, But they, Apple has really come a long way in making these granular controls. Um, you can set generically like what times of day you get notifications versus what times you don't. Um, on individual applications, uh, you can choose how you get the alert, whether it's that banner or, or the alert Katie was talking about. Um, sometimes when I'm working on something really important, I will make certain types of notifications, even email and text messages alert style, because I need to make sure that I see the message come in and reply to it. I don't keep them that way generally, but this stuff is all, you know, it's very easy to adjust this stuff. So you don't have to lock it in stone. Um, and and you can then choose do am i going to put this app on the badge app icon am i going to allow it to play sounds like even the apps that get through the system for me that get notifications none of them get sounds for me i just don't want notifications making sounds on my mac but that's just me do you have any preference katie about what you know what style notifications mac apps get for you um I they um if they get notifications, which again very few of mine do, they almost all get banners unless it's a specific reason that it needs an alert, and then almost nothing ends up in notification center. All right. Well, well, I think in general the Mac platform is just not the place to get a lot of notifications, uh, unless you're there all day and and you're careful about what you do. And um, uh, I guess the the closing point on the Mac is, man, click that gear icon and take your machete out and go after those notifications. I want to take a moment and thank longtime sponsor Gazelle for their support of Mac Power users. Gazelle is the online marketplace for buying and selling used gadgets. You can shop for a variety of certified pre-owned electronics or trade in the one you have for cash and give life to a new device. Visit gazelle.com, that's G-A-Z-E-L-L-E.com today to find out more. 
Yeah, Gazelle is the trusted online marketplace for buying and selling used electronics online. In fact, I've done both. You can trade in your old device for cash, buy a certified pre-owned device, or do both. For trade-ins, you simply visit gazelle.com. Find your device, tell them what you have, what size is it, what kind of condition is it in, and you will get an instant quote. Shipping is free and payment is fast. Or maybe you're looking to buy a certified pre-owned device. Maybe you're looking to buy a device for a child and you don't want to have a contract. Maybe you broke your old device and you just don't want to shell out a fortune for a new one. Gazelle has got you covered there too. They have a selection of certified pre-owned devices and a variety of iPhone, iPads, and Samsung Galaxy phones to choose from. Each device is fully inspected and backed by a 30-day return policy and sold to you without any kind of carrier contract. So you can go to gazelle.com today, see what your old devices work, and check out the selection of certified pre-owned devices. I have done both, and I've been always been very happy with both selling my device to Gazelle and my purchases from Gazelle. I bought a iPhone for my grandmother off Gazelle recently, and I helped my aunt pick out a device off Gazelle for her son who had recently broken his device. You know, when you're trying to find a used iPhone online, it can be so difficult. Are you sure that you're buying the right model? Is this one compatible with my carrier? What are the differences between the different iPhone models that are out there and the carriers and the bands and all of those things? Gazelle makes it simple. Just tell them what you're looking for. What kind of device? What carrier? boom. All the devices have been put through a rigorous 30-point inspection process, ensuring that they are in perfect working order. And these devices look really good. They're good devices, so some gentle signs of wear and tear, but offer consumers great prices on great devices. And they're excellent condition devices. Well, you may have a hard time ever telling that they've been used before. And of course, if you're looking to offload one of your devices, maybe in anticipation of an upcoming iOS device, Gazelle is the hassle-free place to get a quote, send off your old device, no hassles, no mess, no fuss, no worrying about selling it to somebody shady online and wondering if they're going to pay you or meet you back behind the dumpster somewhere. Gazelle has got you taken care of and they're going to get you paid fast. So head over to gazelle.com. That's G-A-Z-E-L-L-E.com and take a look and see what your device is worth. I feel like the Mac was kind of the warm-up, guys. Now we're talking mobile. This is where it gets serious. I think for most people, like I think even if you have a lot of notifications on your Mac, I'm I'm very sure that most people would have even more on their iOS devices. And when we were talking earlier about um, a lot of Mac apps being super aggressive with wanting to make notifications and putting them on your Mac... Um, the the apps are ten times worse. Every mm-hmm. app, no matter what the app does, I, I mean, <laughs> the silliest little game, the you know, any app you can think of, they can find a reason to want to give you notifications, and they're probably going to want to turn it on by default. Well, and my default is to say, mm, no, I don't think so. Nope, you don't get notification privileges. But but the apps are, are getting sneaky about it. You know, I just downloaded an app for a, a, a local restaurant so that I can order takeout easily from them. And, uh, you know, it, hey, if you if you turn on notifications in a banner, we'll we'll give you a, a coupon for a free something or something. Uh, I mean, they really, really want you to have notifications on. Yeah, I mean, they want, everybody wants the ability to tap on your shoulder and whisper in your ear. I mean, who wouldn't? Um, one thing Apple did right with this is uh, you don't, the app developer doesn't just get to turn notifications on. Um, they ask you to when you run the app and you get a dialogue, a pop-up modal dialogue where you, you can click the yes or the no button. And if you click no, then you know they're off the list. I'm sorry, they're not off the list, but they're turned off. 
Um, so what do you guys do when, when you download a new app? Um, like I said, my default is no, in, unless I think there's a reason that you need extensions. I'm just, or excuse me, unless you need to notify me, I, I've just become very leery of apps abusing this. Um, my, so my default is, is no, no notifications from apps. Are, are you as pessimistic about this as I've become? Um, I, I wouldn't say I have a default as such, but I, I just feel like when I get that pop-up, I have a pretty decent idea as to whether this application is going to, I will want to give it that privilege. You know, I would say that I say yes more than I say no, um, but I, we'll get into later why that makes sense for me personally because of the way that, that I use my Apple Watch for a lot of this stuff. Uh, but I, I do I I don't have a blanket statement, which but it does mean that I say no, uh, especially to uh, games. Games do not get push notifications. Like there's just no reason. There just isn't. But they all want them. But there's no reason to give them. Well, they yeah. want you to buy more golden tokens or whatever. You got to get <laughs> your gems. You yeah, know? exactly. The um, well, I mean, even before we get into that though, the iPhone has really kind of evolved over the years. Um, we've got the notification center, which is the whole mechanism where you have these modal things open up on your screen or something slides down from the top and is, is giving you notifications. You drag it down. You can take a look at them. And then they've got the whole thing to the left of the home screen when you slide over. And they've got, you know, it's had different names over the years. I feel like it's kind of like Apple's version of widgets to the extent that you've got easy access to these application tools, but there's a whole notification system there as well. So there's two or three different places to see them. And I think a lot of um, your strategy about how you deal with notifications is uh, looking at fundamentally, how do you view notifications? You know, when they come in, are you just looking for something uh, to show up on your screen when you want to know something happens? I know users that don't use the notification center or the lock screen at all. You know, they don't care. Um, I, so let's start there. How are you guys using this stuff? Um, I will say that I probably don't use the notification center in, unless I'm specifically going back and, and looking. I, I don't use it very often. Um, I will go back and use it like if I'm if I'm looking for something that I think I might have missed. I'll, I'll go back and, and use it then. Um, or if I think I remember seeing something, but I don't remember what it said, or I just caught a quick glance at it. I'm not, number one, I have a lot of notifications. By default, because my default is off, um, I don't have a lot of notifications. And um, so as a result of that, I I'm don't tend to use Notification Center unless it's more so to catch up on something I think I missed. Uh, I do use it. Um, I use it as a way to see all the notifi notifications that I may have gotten in a period of time across either of my devices. Um, I keep my all of my devices in Do Not Disturb um, iOS, but all my, my, my iPads um, and my uh, iPhone, they, they're kept in Do Not Disturb all the time because of the way that I use my watch, which I guess, again, we'll get to later. Um but I do use Notification Center as a way to see everything that's coming in 
in, in case there's something that I want to act upon, something that isn't considered a, a, a kind of a priority notification for me, but just lives in notification center. Um, unfortunately, Apple made a change in iOS 10, which significantly reduced my what well, the clarity of the information that's in there. You used to have two options for notification center, the way it was sorted. You could sort it either to be for notifications to be grouped by application or to be sorted chronologically and grouped by day and they removed the ability to 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 sort to, to kind of to sort it by grouping by application i don't know why they did this uh, i can't see any good reason for making that change to to remove that setting but that was the way that i used to run it and now it's sorted by day and um I, whenever i look at my notification center it seems like way more of a mess to me now uh, where i was previously able to kind of look at what each application was was doing so since ios 10 i've started to turn more and more apps uh, off for notifications just to try and reduce the amount of no- pure amount of notifications that would be living inside the notification center at any one time so i could still try and glance and get a sense of what was going on and stuff just Mike, just curious, what was the advantage for you of having them sorted by app? How did how did you use it in that way? Well, because not only could you sort by app, you could then also manually sort those applications. So you could you could sort by app and then have them even move around chronologically by you know the most recently notified application, or you could sort them manually. And and I actually sorted them manually. So I put the applications that were more important to me at the top and the ones that were least important at the bottom. Oh, that so, would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So at any point, I could just scroll down a notification center and see an application like notifications for apps that I tend not to need to check very often. Um, you know, I may have stuff not have banners, but just show in notification center, right? Because you can do that. You can set it up that way. So you don't actually see a, like a, a banner pop down, but you could get them there. So I may see like uh, Facebook or Twitter notifications might pop in there, right? Where I like, I don't, they don't need to interrupt me, but like I can come to them later on. Um, where stuff like messaging services, I may have interrupt me and show a show a banner. Um, so yeah, that that that's that's something that I consider to be a great shame, and uh, I've given up hope that that one's going to be added back in. Um, it was taken out for a reason, and I I I think I was one of I I think it's because not a lot of people were using that preference. Um, because every time I complain about it there are not a lot of people that either a knew what know what i'm talking about because they didn't know the setting was there or b seem to really care as much as i do about it so i've i've just started to change some of my system to deal with this um and and a lot of it is just now being more i I just turn more and more notifications off than before where previously i was using it as kind of like a center of notifications right which was just where they all went there and i could just deal with them whenever i wanted to um because i could very easily go in and just see what i needed to see and get out but now i've had to kind of pull a lot of that back so i so when i am looking at notification center i'm just seeing more of the stuff that i want to see yeah, so I, I use the notification center, the pull-down notification center on my Apple Watch, I'm sorry, on my uh, iPhone multiple times a day because I am pretty stingy about notifications. So, and and the advantage of being stingy about them is that there's gold when you pull down. I mean, there's stuff there that truly is relevant to you. I mean, uh, just pulling it down here because I put all my stuff on do not disturb when I start recording, uh, I can see someone left a message for me for the law practice while we've been recording and such and such. And I've got two or three different things that have happened in the last hour and I've got them active uh, in notification center and I can act on them. 
you have the ability to swipe and clear uh, individual ones. You can clear out a day by hitting the X, or you can clear out them all by force pressing or 3D pressing if you've got a phone that covers that. So um, I think Apple has generally done a pretty good job with the implementation of this. And, and putting a notification center kind of workflow together makes a lot of sense if you can limit the amount of stuff in there. Because as soon as the signal to noise ratio gets off and you, you pull down and there's a ton of notifications you don't care about, it's you know, like, like, like the news stories is another good one. I mean, if you turn on any, like you follow something in Apple News and you say, go ahead and give me notifications, they all uh, abuse it, uh, you, know, mm-hmm. you know. Apple News uh, is as bad as anything else, honestly. Yeah. And, and you just have to tell yourself, okay, I'll read the news when I feel like reading the news. And the, there's apps for that, Apple News or whatever app you like to get your news through. Uh, you can open up and read all, you know, to your heart's desire. But but having it give you notifications quite often, it, it, you're just, they abuse it too much. It, you know, if there was a news system that gave out three notifications a year, like it has to, they knew at the beginning of the year, we only get three a year. Um, I would sign up for that because the three that they would give me would probably be something I'd want to know about. But, but the fact is they're doing like three an hour now and it's just crazy. You know, I really miss that breaking news service because you could really customize the news that you got was important news. And then you could customize what you wanted from there. And now it just seems like all of the major news services totally abuse you with what they consider breaking or important news. So, yeah, I've just about turned off notifications for all of my news apps because of that. Reuters is not bad, I will say. Um, I think it was Brett Terpstra's uh, recommendation that I download the the Reuters news app. And so far, I think that one I have found has been um, pretty reasonable and then push notifications that it sends for, for what it's worth. Okay, well, I, I, that was a little bit of a sideshow there, but I mean, notification center and how you use it, I think, is really critical to what you decide to keep. And and if you haven't been using notification center, you should probably try it because if you can get your list down, um, I think it's a very helpful tool. And then the, the second half of this is the lock screen notifications. Um, so in addition to pulling down notifications, you can just have it when you pick up your phone, uh, certain notifications can show up. And the idea behind this is a good one. I mean, if if you get that notification before you even press a button on your phone, that can be really convenient. Um, but, you know, there's a downside. There's a dark side to that as well, right? Yeah, I I kind of treat these two things the same in their privilege level. Um, I, I Whatever is is available for me to look at in Notification Center will show up on the, on the home screen. I, I don't um, separate those things out personally, although I can see very good reason to. It's not something that I have been in a practice of. Yeah, if you've got a, uh, you know, if you're <laughs> somebody picks up your phone and they see a text message uh, from some third person about them <laughs> to you, <laughs> Oops. or uh, or you have your your client has the seven secret herbs and spices of the Colonel's chicken and they send it to you and it shows up on the lock screen of your phone. I mean, there, there's lots of good reasons to to scale up back. I, I generally don't put as much as, as as stingy as I am with the stuff that shows up in notification center. The lock screen stuff for me is an even narrower list. And I like the idea of just having just real key stuff show up there. 
this was made better with iOS 10, right, with the raised to wake stuff. Um, I think you can see that there is a notification, but not the content of the notification until you authenticate with Touch ID. So that that is pretty good. That's one of the better parts of that system. I, I know that it was confusing and frustrating for a while, right, for a lot of people, like me being one of those people, right, that like the, the new way of the, how the home button works and the way that, that you unlock your phone. But that was a, a good addition. Again, it's not one that I use um, because I'm I'm not in a scenario where people would really have access to my phone and I don't really tend to leave my phone lying around. But um, if I was still working in a in a large office environment, I think this would be one that I would use. Yeah, and then then you get to the notification preferences on iOS, which I think are even more robust than they are on the Mac. I mean, I, I think generally Apple is delivering the goods on notifications. They're giving you the kind of granular controls that are generally against their their um, their nature. You did a video on this, didn't you, David? Is that still up to date? Yeah, I'll, I'll link it. I, I It's not entirely... I mean, there, we've had a new operating system since then. I think it was iOS 9 that I did it on, but it's close enough. But the... Uh, I mean, getting into the notification center and control panel, um, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's got a list of your apps. It's got a list of general preferences. And you can, once again, get dial in those controls with individual apps. One of my favorite buttons to push on my iPhone is turning off notifications for an app. You know, uh, for me, if somebody, if somebody gets through the system and for whatever reason I'm getting notifications I didn't expect to, it feels really great to go to Notification Center through one switch because you can do it just with one switch in Notification Center and not get any of that nonsense from that app in the future. Yeah, I like that. I, I'm very uh, stringent about badges. Um, I, I really don't like badges on applications. So I really like that I can go in and, and adjust that where I need to. There are apps where I will allow badges, but it's a very, very small, right? Like outside of messaging applications, maybe uh, Todoist is the only other app that I will kind of allow badges on. Like everything else is like a message app of some description, not on my email, um, yeah. but like on a, a, on a, a one-to-one messaging app. Yeah, communication is a good way of putting it. Because they're the ones where, like, yeah, I want those badges, right? So I know that I have an unread message because that tends to be stuff people, you're talking to someone or they want something from you, right? So I'll put them on there. Um, but then it's just Todoist, which I wish Todoist had, had better badge support, honestly. Like, currently, um, the only setting that they have is all of the uh, items that I have due for the day. I don't like that. Um, I wish it was overdue items like uh, like OmniFocus has, um, but but I kind of get by of it. I leave it on there because I do. It's interesting to just see that, so I have a sense of how my day's going. But I would prefer different options there. I I think I, I and Katie, I think you're like me. Uh, the the existence of badges um, on my iPhone screen, I find as a personal insult. And when I look at my phone and there's badges, it's like, what, why are you yelling at me? And, and sometimes it's in one of my folders and I have to track down the app that's, that's badging me. And if it's something that I didn't want to badge me, it really, it really gets under my skin. It's, it's irrational how much I hate the badges from apps that shouldn't be giving me badges. (laughs) Let me see if I can give you a a top tip here, Dave. Uh, You can, when you have a, a folder that has a badge number on it, if you 3d touch the folder, it will show you that application and you can tap that application and go directly to it. Me? I did not know that. There you go. Oh, oh, look at that. I get to teach something to the Mac Power users. This there is a you go. Day for everyone. 
That is golden. We can just stop yep. recording now, gang. That's it. That was the <laughs> one for the, that was the one for today. I've I've upset everyone with my email ideas, but I may have given them one thing they can take away. So I feel like I'm absolved at this point. Yeah, you are. I'm going to double your salary today, Mike Hurley. Yes. Yes. All right. So well, yeah, that, that's my tip. That's good to know. That's good to know. So, but but if you don't if you don't like the badges, you can go in and um. And turn them off. Uh, um, uh, you can turn them off for a certain app. Something I wish uh, iOS could do is give me a way to say turn off badges for all apps. Like just, oh, just yeah. turn them all off. Uh-huh. Because because when you you say I'm going to give you notifications, the default behavior is badges are turned on along with everything else. Like you should be able to say when I tell you you get to give me notifications, that doesn't mean you get to turn badges on. And, and a, a real reason for, for me, I really want this feature as well. Now, a reason that I can see that I don't under, I don't know how people must do this. Like, I'm not somebody who starts fresh with my iPhone every year. I, I restore from a backup. But if I didn't, I would have to go into every single application and turn the badges off. Like, that that would be maddening. I, I would not be happy about that at all. So I would like to see that. Just like overall rules that you can override on an app-by-app basis, I think would be really good. Well, you, you say it would be maddening, but at the same time, I, I've done it. You know, I've gone through and reset all that stuff. And I think it takes about 15 minutes, depending on how many apps you have, obviously. But if you just said, I'm going to take 15 minutes of my 24 hours on this day, and I'm going to go through the notification preferences for all the apps on my phone and make them, you know, bend to my will. I think uh, you're a more chill person than me. I, that would really annoy me to have to do that. Katie, where do you fall on this? What what camp are you in? Would that annoy you to sit and spend 15 minutes tapping the buttons and turning the badges off? Um, I don't really turn them on to begin with. So I, I don't really have... Um, I, I think when I... I don't have a lot of badges on anything. So I don't know how I got into that position in the first place. Um, I just don't have badges. But now, you know, now that I look at Notification Center... A lot of things I do have badges on, so I just they don't seem to buy they don't seem to turn on for me for whatever reason. But yeah, I agree. I it would be nice to have a button. Yeah, but I, I think there's a lot of folks out there that, that are recovering on this. And and what I'm saying is take fifteen minutes of your life and just fix this because uh, what that does, the, the payoff for that is you're probably gonna get the fifteen minutes back and save time, I think probably for certain. But even more uh, importantly, I think it increases the functionality of your phone. It gives you now the ability, once you have those things dialed in, to pull down on the screen, on the home screen, and get a list of notifications that are truly relevant to your life. It's going to be a short list because you're going to be careful about what you put on there that's actionable for you. And it's going to allow you to be more productive and and not miss things. And and suddenly the phone has got more value. So I, I just think it's completely worth it. And I, and I get it. You know, Katie, you've already, you've basically, you've kept the garden weed free for so long that you don't need to do that now. But for folks out there that, that, that do have a lot of weeds in the garden, just get out there and get rid of them because it, it really does increase the value of uh, the whole ecosystem. You know, pull down, see what you need. Even, you know, as we get to the, to the watch later, it's the same thing. Once you, start narrowing it down to when your wrist just taps and gives you stuff that you truly need. Suddenly this stuff really feels like living in the future and not just someone spamming you all day. 
Yeah, I, I guess the other thing that that questions as to to how long this is going to take is is obviously how many apps you have installed, and uh, I don't know if there's any quick way that you can get a count to see. Is there a quick way on iOS to see how many apps you have installed? Because I tend to run pretty lean and clean. I don't have a ton of apps. I have one page of 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 apps installed. Now, I know you can have a lot of stuff you know stuck in folders somewhere, but I, I would probably tell you that I have less I, if i had to guess i'd say I, unless you can tell me where i can see if i had to guess i would tell you i have less than 100 apps installed on my phone if you go to settings general and then about there is a count along with songs and videos and photos on your device as well oh boy i and was uh, wrong i have 143 i gotta prune well, yeah, some of those look at that i have huh. 228 and as a, I'll give another tip because I'm all about tips today. It turns out, uh, if you on iOS 10.3, there is you can now tap that applications button, like the the little count, and it will show you what apps you have that are uh, that are not 64 bit compatible, which is something to note because I think probably the next iPhone will not be will not have 32 bit compatibility so it, it will show you what applications may be on the way out for you so you can start to prepare for that wait say that again so if you go to so it's it that if you go to settings general and then about that count where it says your amount of applications if you have an app that will not run on a 64 bit only phone you can tap that it has a chevron which would so you can tap it and you can see a list but if all of your apps are 64 bit compatible you probably won't see anything okay so i don't see anything so that means all my apps so are 64 good. bit okay i have one i didn't know that so which on a one's lot. holding you up mike it's a seven-minute workout application, so that one's got to go. I've got to find a new one. Luckily, there are billions of those applications on the App Store. Are. <laughs> and that's a pretty popular app, so I wouldn't be surprised if they fix that, too. Yeah, I mean, I might. I don't know if I have the popular one. I mean, I might do. I mean, there are so many. Yeah. So how do you decide which apps get notifications and we're talking about ios now so it's not just iphones it's also ipads um does your strategy change you know between the iphone and the ipad in terms of what gets you notifications and what doesn't not for me um because my overall strategy which is again it's all based on the apple watch so i'm holding it back um but my ipads both of my ipads they are in permanent do not disturb mode, no banners. So it kind of doesn't matter because I never see notifications on those devices when I'm using them. Um, they're only ever there when I pull down from notification center. And it's because, you know, if you are an Apple Watch user, you I don't really know if you need notifications um, on your iPad, to be honest. Like that's, that's my thinking because you, you're getting the notifications, right? That they, they come into you in some way. You can choose what works best for you. But for me, like I just, I, I don't need to get those notifications on my iPad because they are physically happening to my body, right? Like I don't need to see them. But I do keep uh, notification center on those devices, so um, I can pull down and either act upon the notification that I've just seen on that device, um, or if I just want to go in and just see what else might have been going on in the time that I've been using my my iPad. How about you, Katie? Is there any difference? I tend to to fall kind of the, the way that I fall is um 
I, I have very few, if any, I, I think I kind of fall a lot like mine because my iPad is, is almost always also in do not disturb mode. Um, so therefore, I have very few, if any, notifications that come through on the iPad. And a lot of that is just due to the way that I, I use the iPad. Uh, I don't use my iPad nearly as much as you guys use your iPads. And so I'm just not physically in front of it all the time. Um, it's not a place where I go to get that type of information. So any notification that I'm going to see on the iPad, I'm probably going to have seen, you know, somewhere else otherwise. Um, so I just don't have a, a good reason to have notifications on on the iPad. So the iPad is probably where I have my fewest notifications, but just by virtue of I don't need to see them there. Um, I've I've really panned down notifications on the phone, and then I really even have a, a smaller subset of notifications on the watch. We'll talk more about that later. Yeah, yeah I think I, um, for most people with the way that they use their iPads, which are which tend to be primarily entertainment devices. I think that the method of do not disturb where you set it to even when the, the screen is on not to show you anything because that, that's the setting in do not disturb. You can you can have it where if the screen is on, you'll get notified by things, by banners, or you can set it to, to, do, to absolutely do nothing ever, right? Like you never see notifications. They never alert you. I think for people that tend to use their iPads for entertainment, it makes a lot of sense to at least try that. Right, so then the next time that you're watching a movie or you're reading a book, you're not going to get a notification pop up in front of your face, which might be nice. Yeah, see, and I use the iPad to work on, and largely, with some exceptions, I have a lot of the same apps giving me notifications on the iPad as I do on the phone. Now, granted, it's a small list because I'm careful, but the stuff on there, like a lot of it is communications-related stuff, you know, going back earlier if there's a Slack notification that my name is listed on something, whether I'm working on my iMac or I'm writing on my iPad, I still want the notification to come in and be able to act on it if I need to. Um, so, so there's certain things that I see the iPad is, is no different than the phone and the Mac in that sense. So I've got probably more turned on for the iPad than you guys do. Yeah, you definitely do. Cause I see and, nothing. And I hadn't really thought about it cause I don't really use it that much as an entertainment device. I mean, the most video I watch on it, the iPad is on Linda courses, you know, so, so it's not the same thing. And if I had notifications showing up on my Apple TV, it would make me crazy because that's where I want to sit down and watch a movie. Yeah, me and Adina do watch quite a lot of content on, on, on my iPad, like on the, on the iPad Pro. Like, you know, maybe if we're, we're hanging out or we're sitting, maybe we're eating and we want to watch something while we eat, we'll watch it on the iPad because it's just the best for us with the way that our house is set up. And that was why I ended up making that setting because we'd be watching something and I'd be getting text messages and Slack messages and email and, and God knows what else. And it was just disruptive. So it was why I tried the, the method of set the do not disturb to show nothing. Um, and then over time, it, it started to work for me. This episode of the Mac Power Users is brought to you by 1Password, the best password manager out there. Get 20% off at onepasswordcom slash MPU in all caps. We've been hearing from Mac Power users that are adopting 1Password for Teams. If you've got a company full of people that are managing passwords, it makes a lot of sense. With 1Password for Teams, management controls the way passwords are distributed and used throughout the company. And best of all, 1Password solves the problem of the employee that doesn't take security seriously. We've all worked with that person that uses the same ridiculously simple password everywhere. 
I once had a secretary that wanted to make all the passwords the firm name I was working at. You just can't let somebody that's working for you do that. Well, once again, 1Password has you covered. If you've got that goofy employee, 1Password has two features that you're going to want to use. The first one is security audit. Security audits like having helicopter parents overlooking your passwords. They're always paranoid you're going to get it wrong, and they're going to make sure you don't. Specifically, Security Audit will look at the password database for your employees and tell you if any of the passwords are too simple or have been used in multiple places. Because everyone on the team has their own set of unique passwords, Security Audit looks different for each person. Just have Security Audit check out their password database every once in a while and make sure everyone is as safe as possible online. Now, in addition to the helicopter parents you get with Security Audit, uh, Watchtower with 1Password is like the crazy uncle that's always worried about aliens invading. Constantly looking for external threats, constantly watching your back. That's what Watchtower does, except instead of crazy aliens, they're looking for hackers that are breaching the internet. If you go to websites that have known breaches, 1Password will tell you, and it's included on the Mac and iOS with every 1Password subscription. So between the helicopter parents and the crazy uncle, 1Password has got your team covered. I love the way the 1Password team continues to innovate and find ways to solve people's password problems. And best of all, 1Password loves Mac Power users listeners. They love you guys so much that they're going to give you 20% off. So to solve your password problem and get 20% off, head over to onepassword.com slash MPU in all caps and let them know you heard about it on the Mac Power users. All right. Um, so we've we've been kind of previewing the watch a little bit, and I, we all have Apple watches, and I think we all use our Apple watches every day as our primary watch. I know that's true for me. Um, David and Mike, are you all still using your Apple watch as your primary wrist, wrist watch, wearing it most, if not every day? Yep, it's one of, one of the first two things I do in the morning when I wake up is I put my glasses on and I put my Apple watch on. Yeah, I've been sleeping with it on lately. Oh. All right. Well, sleep tracking. Yeah, the sleep tracking. I'm, I'm going to write about it at some point, but there's some great apps to, to give you good data on how well you're sleeping. Then you really don't want notifications um, on it while you're. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it has a do not disturb like all the other Apple stuff. So I don't get any notifications. In fact, one, this is a side thing, but uh, that that theater mode is awesome mm-hmm. if you want to sleep yeah. with your watch on because. Yeah. Uh, you know, otherwise what is having is as I'm moving around at night, it would light up the room occasionally. Um, now that just doesn't happen. You just turn on theater room, theater mode before you go to bed. And, and one other point on that is if you put your watch in a charger for about an hour, you're pretty good. I mean, it's my, in my experience, I don't, I don't need to charge it very long. So just, I have the charger sitting at my desk. So at some point during the day, I charge it while I'm working and then I'm, I'm good. Do you have a series one or a series two, Dave? Series two. I, I've heard some people also say that if you use um, a higher power, uh, more powerful charger, like if you use the iPad charger, it will also um, juice you a little more. You'll get more bang for your buck for that hour that you charge it. Yeah, I, I usually, I guess I probably put a couple hours. I, I usually put in an hour at some point during the day. And then when I'm kind of getting ready for bed and, you know, doing the rituals and stuff, I'll, I'll put it in to charge. Uh, but it's, it's fine. And I work out every day for about 45 minutes and, so I'm I'm running the battery hotter for for that hour or so every day. It's it's uh it's pretty nice. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today, though. 
So what what about notifications on the watch? I mean, it taps you on the wrist. How great is that? Uh, there is a separate notification center on the watch. And I, I tell you, this is still probably my favorite feature of the Apple Watch. Uh, if the Apple Watch did only this, I think it would still be worth me buying it all over again, is the ability to have my notifications for certain things, not everything, but certain things um, come to my wrist. And there is a separate notification center on the watch. So, you know, when David said people were saying, oh, I don't want all these notifications to come to my watch, that will be annoying. You can be very granular, even more so um, on the subset of notifications that you want to come to your watch. And um, by default, uh, I believe it will mirror the alerts that you have coming to your iPhone. But you can go in and turn that off and say, no, I, I don't want the alerts coming from my iPhone from these particular apps to come to my watch. Um, I I only want uh, a subset, of which is what I have. I only want a subset of alerts to come to my watch. And I've gotten even more aggressive about what I allow through to come to my watch. Yeah. And, and that's the, the, the Apple Watch Preferences app, I guess, for like, I forget what they call the app itself. It's the It's, the it's watch called app. Apple Watch. Yeah, um, but if you go in, the preferences are in there, and they've got a notifications tab. So this is the second layer down. And not only can you have it, um, you can set it very granular, or you can say just mirror the watch, or you can do a combination where you say mirror the watch, but for the following list of apps, don't mirror the watch. Like, there are certain things I don't want you to mirror. And um, and so you, at the end of the day, you can have a lot of control over what gets the right to send something to your wrist. So this is where a lot of the system that I've been referring to kind of comes together for me and where a lot of this stuff changed is, is when I got an Apple Watch because a lot of the way that my devices are set up all focus around the fact that this device exists in my life. So my iPhone and both of my iPads, I use all three of those devices very frequently. They are all in Do Not Disturb 100% of the time. And yeah, so, so you're setting notifications, but then you're putting them on D and D to prevent the notifications. So they won't come. They won't. They won't bug me. Um, what my iPhone, I do get the banners when the phone is unlocked. Um, that's just the way that I work with that device. It's just easier. I I, I deal with that. It, it's a phone. When I'm using my phone, I'm usually more receptive to those things coming in than when I'm using my iPads. So then I have I have notifications on for lots of stuff on those devices so it shows the notification center but then in the watch app i have um filtered this down even further so that my watch only gets notifications for applications that i really want to be notified about and these are not a lot of things we're talking messages slack um i like to get uh, my podcast notifications there uh so when there's like new episodes of shows published because that's part of my business so i like to know stuff's appearing in overcast um, I get my calendar notifications there from Fantastical um, and it's kind of like my to-do apps as well. So it's really not a lot. They tend to be like the main things that I'll see um, on, a, on a daily basis tends to be those applications. I probably missed a couple off, but it's really, it's a, it's a small amount. Um, and, and this way, I see the things that I want and I can tap on those things and typically act on them in a certain way as well. So as I said before, like I can triage an archive my email. I can send cam responses to iMessages. I dictate iMessages, send emoji responses and things like that, which I do quite a lot. Um, I've really wished that Slack DMs um, could be acted upon. They cannot. This drives me bonkers. I really wish they would do this. So then I have my iPhone and my iPad as this hub of all of my notifications that I can 
see and triage and deal with when I want to. But all of the important stuff I'm getting on my watch. And when I'm using my iPads, I say I'm not seeing the notifications, but I'm I'm getting taps. And I've gotten really good at not necessarily impulsely acting on receiving the tap to the wrist. If I'm busy, I'm good to just let that go. And and I've actually gotten to a point now in my life where I will be getting notifications. I don't even know that I've gotten them until I check my watch later on because I'm busy. So it just, I, there is like a, just a switch that flips in my brain where if I'm sitting and writing an email to someone and I get a tap on my wrist, sometimes I don't even notice that it's happened because I'm busy. So like I'm I'm really good at kind of filtering that away. But the great thing about the Apple Watch is then the next time that I look at the time, which is typically quite frequently in my day, I see the little red dot and I pull down and you get the separate notification center there and I can see what's going on and I can deal with things. And it's a really great condensed list to triage stuff with, right? Because I see, oh, here's four things that I haven't got, right? Okay, deal with that email, deal with that message. I've got these two things. Let me go grab a device and I can deal with them. And it, everything focuses around the watch that it is the way in which it is like a, it's a funnel, it's like a filter, right? Everything comes into the iPhone and then certain things are thrown out to the watch so then I can deal with them. And then that has just worked so well for me as a way to really kind of filter down to the most important things, but still having notification center on my other devices, my bigger devices, as a way to be able to see more information when I want to use it. So a lot of this came together for me because of the watch and the reason that I keep my devices in permanent do not disturb is because the watch is letting me know when there's something that I need to care about. So you're using the the pull down on the watch the same way I'm using the pull down on the phone. You you check in a few times a day to see what's going on. Because I know there that I'm only getting such a small group of things. It is closer to the way that you seem to be using it in general, but because I split them up, I'm able to kind of allow more stuff into the phone and the iPad um, because it's not going to be bugging me by hitting me on the wrist. Interesting. And how long have you been doing it that way? Pretty much since the watch came out. Like, I had been using a Pebble before... Um, the, the Apple Watch. So I already had a good sense of the fact that I liked to get notifications there. And one of the things that frustrated me was that it was a one-to-one mirroring. Like That was a frustration for me. So as soon as the Apple Watch came out, one of the first things that I did was to go to the app to see if I could change and be more granular about the, the notification preferences. And you can be. So you, you can have it mirror the watch or you can have it not mirror the watch and then you get a bunch more settings where you can go in and and tinker with on an app by app basis what what can bug you and that was just that was like nirvana for me i i kind of handle things somewhat similarly to to the way mike does i i certainly limit the subset of things that that come to my watch and and very very um, limited to to what comes to my watch. Generally, they tend to fall into a couple of topics um, or categories. Rather, uh, communication comes to my watch. Um, phone phone calls still come to my watch. Text messages will come to my watch. Although I really wish in a future iOS update that Apple will let us have VIPs for text messages, just because um, text message spam is starting to to become more of an issue. Um, and having trouble weeding some of those things out. And I'm getting, you know, text message used to be reserved for people that I knew or people that I had uh, close personal connections with. And now it seems like I'm getting text messages from all over the place. So um, ho- hopefully that's a future future thing in iOS. Um, mail VIPs and VIPs only 
um, come to the Apple Watch. Those are the only notifications that I have for mail or for mail VIPs. Um, and then it's funny. I don't have any mail notifications going to the watch. I, I maybe I should turn on VIPs and just see if I find that useful or not. Yeah, and you know, I would almost be inclined if I could. If I could even weed down to a better, a smaller subset of male VIPs on the watch, I, I, I might even be inclined to do that. And, you know, David, I mean, no offense to this, but when I haven't found a way, when, when you go on a, a tantrum and start responding to Mac Power users feedback, um, I, I know because <laughs> tantrum? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be sitting in a meeting and my watch will go off and then 30 seconds later, it'll go off again and 30 seconds later, it'll go off again. Because David copies me when he responds to to feedback, and I'm like, oh, David's uh, David's going through the feedback inbox. And on one hand, I'm like, that's great, that's all feedback I don't have to respond to. And on the other hand, I'm like, would he shut up? No, because I just keep <laughs> you need getting to get him off your VIP. I know Katie's, I need to get him off my VIP. Do you think of me in that regard, Katie? I'm pretty sure it's more than once. It's a non-trivial number. <laughs> yeah, uh, this isn't a, a necessary problem in their relationship. This is a frequent occurrence. Yeah, no, but I, I'm very glad that Dave, when David goes through the, the, the inbox and weeds it out, I, I it, and then I think about it. Just just think about it. every time that vibrates. You, that means it's one less email you have to go through. Um, yeah. And then, of course, um, travel related. Apps I I want on my watch, particularly if I'm traveling. Um, I want to know if there's a gate change. I want to know if a, a flight is delayed or, or those types of things. So those I all um, have come through to my watch, for sure. I love all of the wallet stuff for that, and, and I really like the way that that, that the wallet application, um, which used to be called Passbook, which every time I search for it in Spotlight, I search for Passbook, and it always knows its wallet. Which I'm I'm so happy that an engineer somewhere inside of Apple did that. Right, where they, they set some keyword on wallet that it comes up when you search the word pass. Very happy that that's there. Um, uh, I, I love that, that that stuff stays persistent in Notification Center on the days that you're traveling. Yeah, they did the same thing with the contacts versus address book years ago yeah. when they switched yep. the name. The, um, what, what about sound on your watch? Do you guys have your watches beeping and booping at you during the day? That lasted about 20 minutes. <laughs> When I got the Apple Watch. Again, another thing I should mention, all of my devices are on mute always. That's another part of it, Rich. You know, so I never I never hear notification sounds. I also, uh, again, hearing you guys talk about phone calls, I, I never get phone calls. I, I only have uh, phone calls for VIPs to get from a D&D barrier. Oh, well, well unfortunately, as part of our day job, we get, we get quite a few yeah, phone calls. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I have, I have never had any sound come through my watch. In fact, I was in a meeting, um, and she happened to be an acquaintance of mine, um, with a, with a client who had an Apple watch and I kept hearing like, it, it was at least several dozen times during the meeting, this little ding. And I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what that sound was. And I realized that was her notification for her Apple watch. I'm like, that is really annoying. I need to show her how to turn that off. Okay, I have a confession to make. No, you don't. I like the sounds the watch oh. makes. <laughs> Do you leave it on? Um, I turn it on occasionally. Like, uh, you know, podcasting today, it's off. Um, but huh. some days I keep it on. I, you so know, I, 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 I get in the mood some days I want my watch to make little noises at me. I okay, like so I, I, don't, I don't hate the noise, right? Like, I have no problem with the noise. The noise is like any notification sound. Um, I just, 
I was going to say, David, before you made that confession, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine anybody keeping the sound on. But uh, yeah. I guess, I guess, yeah, for whatever it pleases reason. me. I like the little ding sound it makes when okay. it reminds me to meditate. I like when I when I start a workout and it does the three beeps, like I'm going to be an Olympic skier. You know. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you need to get you through the day buddy <laughs> I, I i take pleasure in small things katie and mike <laughs> all right so i turn it on occasionally and then it always gets me in trouble because i forget to turn it off when it needs to be turned off so i uh like I'll, so i'll go sometimes two weeks with it turned off then i'll remember to turn it on and it'll be on for a few days and it, it is true that i end up turning it off it's very easy to turn it off and on now you just swipe up and tap a button but the um but i do occasionally have those sounds on I feel silent judgment coming from both know. of you. I, I will say that as a result of the app, although I do have um, my phone um, set to make noise often, as a result of the Apple Watch, I will tell you that more often than not now, um, I do have my phone in silent. And that's because I know that anything important is going to come through um, through the Apple Watch. So usually when I'm yeah. in the office, um, I, I have my phone set to, to make noise pretty much at night when I'm when I'm home by myself. Um, but when I'm in the office or when I'm out and about in the world, my phone is pretty much set to vibrate now. Yeah, I think it's almost more reliable. If it vibrates in my pocket, I'll know, whereas I don't necessarily hear the the sound going off. And I know you don't have to write me. I know there's a way you can set it so it vibrates and makes sound go at the same time. But that seems ridiculous to me. Oh, I do that. I, I've always had my, my phone do that. Oh, really? You, you got to choose a side. You know? No, no. Why, why choose when you can have both? Uh, I remember I was in a, a board meeting where we were waiting for something very important to happen that had to happen before we could take certain steps. You know, it's all these corporate hijinks and the, um, and my watch silently tapping me, giving me a notification that, you know, basically the missiles were launched and then I could do what I needed to do next. That, that, that felt pretty spy, you know, pretty, That's uh, pretty great. 007 stuff to me. Did you pretend to talk into it to make yourself look more cool in the office? Like I could literally Tracy talk style? into it. Yeah. It's 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 an Apple Watch. <laughs> you could if you, you wanted to. take calls on your Apple Watches? Yeah, I do. I do too. I do pretty often and it's it's fine. It's gotten a lot better with a series 2 and with uh with watchOS updates like those two things have made that a lot better for me. Um I think it's really I I think it's it's fine. It it does the job because because of the way that, that, that I use my devices, when I'm at home, I very, very, very frequently do not know where my phone is in the house because I just put it down and never touch it again. So being able to take the occasional call that I want to take on my watch is good. Okay. So, so it sounds like everybody's a fan of notifications on the watch. And in fact, all three of us owning Apple Watches, it's changed the way that we handle notifications on our other devices. Yeah, the, the, that's been another great thing about the Apple Watch is I feel like another one of the best features about the Apple Watch is that it has freed me from my phone to a large extent because I know I'm not going to miss anything really important because all those important notifications are going to come through to my Apple Watch. So my phone can now be in my, it doesn't have to be sitting next to me. It doesn't have to be on the table. It doesn't have to be, you know, in, in my pocket. It can now be in my purse. It can now be in the next room. It can now be charging somewhere. Um, it can be a way and and I can focus on what I'm doing because I know anything really important is going to come through the watch. Yeah, and I I feel as an owner of the supersized iPhone that it's even more important to allow me to keep that in my pocket more often because I get what I need on my wrist. 
I want to take a moment and thank our longtime sponsor, Omni Group, and talk about the new Omni Outliner 5. You can find more over at omnigroup.com. Whether you're taking notes, making lists, brainstorming, starting a book, Omni Outliner is for you. And their new Essentials version is available for $9.99 or upgrades available for just $4.99. You know I am a big fan of outlining. That's how my brain works. And there is no better tool for me than Omni Outliner. Omni Outliner 5 includes a full screen mode. So depending on your preference, the toolbar can disappear. It is the ultimate distraction-free writing tool. You can turn on typewriter mode to keep your text centered and at eye level. Use document zoom so everything stays readable. And Omni Outliner even adapts to your theme's colors with dark mode. It includes features like keyword filtering, document statistics, a distraction-free writing mode, resource search, touch bar support, dark mode, OPML mode, and profile compatibility. All of this for just $9.99. And if you've ever owned a previous version of Omni Outliner, you can upgrade to the new Omni Outliner 5 Essentials for just $4.99. $4.99. And if you need more power, check out Omni Outliner Pro. You can create perfect outlines with a power productivity app. This is your all-purpose outlining tool for Mac with smart columns, scriptability, custom styles, templates, and more. It includes additional pro features such as saved filters, customizable keyboard shortcuts, slide-in sidebars, multiple row focus. You can even export to Excel. Now, this is available for $59.99, but if you, again, own any previous version of Omni Outliner, you can upgrade for only $29.99. And don't forget, Omni Outliner is available for iOS as well. You can take all of your outlines to go with you with Omni's custom sync solution. You can sync Omni Outliner using their Omnipresence, which is a free sync solution between any Mac and iOS device you use, and their backend is open source, so you can install it on any server that you control. Or if you want a free place to put your outlines, use the Omni Sync server. And of course, all Omni products include world-class phone and email support and a 30-day return policy. Learn more over at omnigroup.com. Okay, we've been kind of talking around it, but let's just, uh, each one of us, take a minute to talk about our overall philosophy towards notifications and how well we think it's working. Mike, you go first. So, again, kind of to sum up, my watch is the place where my notifications are interacting with me. You know, that's where I'm finding out about things that are happening because I have a, a small subset of them that, that come through. Um, I have my main devices, my iPads and my, my iPhone, never bugging me with notifications, but living in notification center so I can get more information about other applications in there to work on them if I want to. Um, and then my Mac sitting at the kind of the bottom of that totem pole um, where the things that it's telling me about is like completely critical things and kind of one application uh, which I, I like to, to notify me on the Mac, which is Toggle, because if I'm sitting at my Mac, my time tracking application Toggle, I want it to tell me that I should be logging time because I should be. So it notifies me. Yeah, and I feel like I'm just kind of the opposite of Mike in a lot of ways, because I am, while I'm very stingy about what apps get give me notifications, I give all of them the ability to give me notifications on all of my devices. I mean, I've got the Mac, the iPad, the iPhone, and the watch, all of them driving these notifications at me. Apple has got better over the last couple of years at, about knowing where I'm at, so I don't feel like, um, you know, it used to be like one notification would come in and like everything in the room would start ringing and vibrating, and it, it's not as bad anymore, although it's not perfect. But um, I'm tempted to try it your way, Mike, just for like a month, just to see how that goes as an experiment. 
Yeah, it's it's a difficult thing to try because it is quite a uh, quite a nuclear option. But I think it is if you are an Apple Watch user, I think there are a lot of real merits to it because you're already doing a bunch of it if you're getting notifications on your Apple Watch. And, and it's really not that much work for me to implement. All it is 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 turning on Do Not Disturb and making it more of a permanent fixture. Um, uh, but at the same time, I don't feel like the system I'm using is broken. I mean, it, it, it's working for me because I've been stingy about what apps get my attention. And so long as that list is small enough, getting those notifications on whatever device I'm on is, is not a problem for me, but, but you know, I'm a nerd. So I always want to find out some other option. What about you, Katie? Where are you at on all this? You know, I'm a big fan of less is more when it comes to notification. I am very st- dingy about what I will give access to me through notifications. And I, you know, I just don't even start it to begin with if I can. I think there has to be a reason that the app needs to give me notifications. And that has to be the purpose of the app is to notify me before I'll even turn it on in the first place. And, you know, with the iPad, I tend to not have a reason for notifications at all. Um, with the phone, I, I try to be a strong gatekeeper up front. And then with the watch, I try to limit them even as even more. So um, it, it just, uh, I, I find that the fewer distractions that I can have in my life, the more, dis, the more productive that I am because I can get more done. Um, and I just, I just don't need to see all that stuff. You know, I'll, I'll do what I need to do and I'll go find what I need to find. And um, not everything needs to be competing for my time and attention. Well, it sounds to me like the more personal device gets to you, the less likely you are to allow a notification through, which kind of makes sense. I mean, the Apple Watch is connected to your body. I mean, it's it's the only device where Apple can physically touch you, you know, and and you probably want to be careful about how often you let them do that. Well, it's, it's good food for thought. Uh, if you're listening and you've got a different theory on notifications, we'd love to hear it. I think the one thing we'd all agree on, that with the exception of Mike's email, you should be stingy about notifications. So, so uh, going through and, and just taking a minute to, to, to narrow those is a great start. Um, have you guys given any thought to how this could get better? Lots. I, <laughs> I, I have a few things, if you'll allow me to start. Um, <laughs> okay. Do you, I, I feel like you just scraped a, a, a soapbox into the middle of the room. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. So um, I would like to see more options for rich notification actions. So there were some, I really like a lot of the stuff that was added prior to the Apple Watch coming to existence where developers could could have buttons that they were able to program into notifications. So like, yeah, a, like some great example. Reply to a message or being able to reply to a message. Alarm. Yeah, like um, uh, one of my, we already mentioned the app do, uh, D-U-E. Um, which is a great kind of timer and reminder application. I really like that this app, that I can set f- like three different time interval reminders to snooze or an alarm, right? Because you can go in and change that, all that stuff, which is fantastic. Um, and I would like to see more happen there. You know, I would like applications to have the ability to add more things into that. Um, I would like to be able to see more applications. Um, I mean, this, this some of this falls on app developers, some of this falls on Apple. Take more advantage of it. But I would like to see Apple continue to push that you know i i think that would be a a really great thing to be able to have developers include more rich functionality into that and and maybe make the the notifications more actionable um i would like apple to maybe look at creating something along the lines of like a notifications kit 
So th there was more functionality available to application developers to allow you to more granular, more granularly customize notifications within an application. So the example I will use for this is TweetBot. I do not want to get sent to my wrist uh, TweetBot mentions, right? Like I, I have on my iPhone, if I get a mention from um, somebody that I follow, I would like to see that in Notification Center because it's the only place that I see it. And I also get tw TweetBot DMs there as well. But I would really like it if I could say in the TweetBot application, send all that stuff to my iPhone, but to my watch, just send DMs. Tweetbot DMs to my watch, right? So that pe so that I was able to go in and be even more granular inside of applications that had it with the ability to kind of push more uh, specific types of notifications with inside apps to my watch because it would allow me to have more stuff there without either making it without making a decision that I don't want to make. Um, I would also it, like because I use go on Katie. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, Apple apps have those features. So clearly the APIs are there just they, they aren't necessarily open to other developers. Exactly. Um, I, I would really like to see better syncing of notification center across devices Right, like if I have a, an alert, I mean, there, there is some of this, and I think if there's cloud services in between, it can help. But you know, if if I get a notification inside of an app on one device and I and I close it or I I, I get rid of that notification, I would like it to be gone from all my devices. Um, and also, there's something that um, I, I saw a video about the next, like the upcoming Android release, Android O, and one of the features that they're bringing to their revamp of notifications because they're kind of tidying up some stuff is the ability to in the notifications pane like in notification center on, on android you can you will be able to say for a specific application put it on do not disturb for a period of time so if you're say you're getting a bunch of messages like so for example katie when david's sending you all of those oh i could put david in timeout you could put david in timeout you could oh. say don't so put, kind of put this one application on Do Not Disturb for an hour, and then it will stop you from getting all those notifications. And, and I think that would be really, really great to be able to get something like that. I feel like in general, when it comes to notifications, if Apple sets down its usual tendency to be afraid of adding extra options and buttons, this is a place where they should go crazy with it. This is a place where us users should have a lot of control. Yeah, and, and as I said, I think, you know, a lot of that, even if they're just creating the tools and frameworks, but leaving them up to app developers to put them inside of the individual's app settings, I think that that would, that would be really, really great. Although I don't like the idea of having to go into 100 different apps to change those. I think it, it would be ideal if they could just include it in the notification center um, preferences. Yeah, I guess it could also be in there too. I would add to that the ability to set, like I said earlier, global defaults. Like um, just because you say I give them notifications doesn't mean they necessarily get badges or the ability to put a modal box on my screen. And, you know, because when you say yes, you're saying yes to like seven different things. It feels like actually I think it's more like four, but you're saying yes to a lot. Um, why can't you say when I say yes, I'm only saying yes to something temporary and not a badge? I want to just to follow up on Mike's point about um, inter-device notifications. I think there, this is a weird thing where Apple is getting better at it, but not saying much about it. Um, I mean, it is definitely getting, to, I am getting fewer notifications, fewer times am I having all of my devices go off at once. Um, they're getting better at figuring out what I'm sitting in front of, but they haven't really got it licked yet either. Well, WWDC is just around the corner. So 
I'm I'm sure we'll be seeing some updates. Uh, we did have a big notification center revamp not too long ago, but there is always room for improvement. And as we've discussed, there's particularly room for improvement in notification center. So hopefully this episode has been some help to people who were trying to wrangle their own notifications. Uh, and of course, if there was something we didn't talk about that you think we should have covered, or if you have a great tip or idea for wrangling notifications, uh, you can send those to us as well. Great place to send your feedback uh, is to the MPU Facebook group. We've got over 3,000 members of that group. Um, it is an amazing group of members helping members in there. Um, so you can find a link to that over on our website at relay.fm slash MPU. You can also find us on Twitter. The show is at Mac Power Users. I'm at Katie Floyd. David is at Mac Sparky. And Mike is at iMike, right? Yep, that's I-M-Y-K-E. That's right. And of course, if you would like, you can email us the feedback at MacPowerUsers.com. We make no guarantees that we will respond, but David probably will. And I'll feel it on my wrist at some point. <laughs> if you get a response from David, you now know that it annoyed Katie. So yes. that, there's an added bonus. <laughs> it's a bonus. You get a win-win. <laughs> you can also send an email to Mike. I'm sure he'd love that. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll be, and he, and you know you will you be, will be archived. making an impact to me. <laughs> the, uh, and Mike, any place else people should go listen to you? These You're doing so much these days. Connected. What's going on at Relay? Well, we are continuing to launch new shows. And I, I'm launching less new shows personally, but the, the company is doing so. Um, we just had a show uh, go out recently called Download which is hosted by Jason Snell and produced by my business partner, Stephen Hackett, where they are talking about the most important technology stories of the week across of all of technology. Um, they're digging through the headlines so you don't have to. So you can check that out at relay.fm slash download. That's a great show. plug great show. for the episode. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, yeah, and, and I will say again, uh, thank you to you guys for, for joining Relay FM when you did. And, and uh, we're so happy to have you. And uh, to all of the Mac Power users audience as well, you are amazing. We, we love being here. It is a mutual love fest. And, um, and thanks to our sponsors, MindNode, Gazelle, 1Password, and Omni Group. And we will see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>